This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com This next class, um, before I give it, there's two things that I just want to sort of put on the table. Um, one is that I recently spoke to somebody who, when he sees this class, he'll know it. Um, but he gave me a lot of chizik. Um, I don't even know who he is, but he called me up about a certain matter. And he said to me, you know, I appreciate your shirim. Can you please do me a favor? Um, can you upload another one? So I wasn't going to because I'm very, very busy right now. But I decided, you know what? In this person's chus, I'm going to do this. And whatever's chusim, uh, this uh, shir generate should be in this person's chus. That's the first thing. The second thing is that this concept and this idea that I want to put on the table to a very large degree can be misused and misunderstood. And to a very large degree, I'm hoping that as it's presented, we should sort of have the Siyata Dishmaya to understand the idea in its entirety and use it in a very healthy way. With that said, let's jump in. So one of the things that I'm involved with is people come and we discuss their marriages, but one of the things that I think everybody understands very clearly is that a successful marriage really starts with a successful person. So if there are hindrances to a person's success in life, then it very often probably will manifest itself in issues throughout the marriage, throughout the relationship. Now, that all being said, sometimes there's addictions or other things where a person has to go to therapy just to cleanse himself from these things. But ultimately, we know that there's a direct correlation between the person and the marriage. There's, that's definitely clear. So recently, somebody came to me, and he was talking to me about his marriage, and clearly the marriage needed a lot of work. So we started doing a lot of work, and the work was really on the marriage side of things, and then it started to sort of develop into a self-development work. Work on himself, on his anger, on his atzlas, on his anivas, on his self-confidence, on building himself from here to here. And that was a big part of the focus. It wasn't even on the marriage. It was literally a tremendous focus on the self-development of this person as an individual. And it was an interesting idea that just kept coming back. It was the idea of, where's the end of the tunnel? Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? So many people get married with dreams and aspirations you stop any 18-year-old cow on the street, 20-year-old cow on the street, tell me about your dreams for this marriage. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like white sand beaches and just running around and frolicking in the waves and just vacations and honeymoons and presents and jewelry. That's like we have these like idealistic dreams and some of them they're just like fantasy land. But even the ones that are more grounded... We have like our goals of like what we want our marriage to look like, hopefully. And we have a vision for what we want it to look like. And sometimes it's not exactly panning out how we wanted it to be. And we keep asking ourselves like, when is this going to be over? Like, where's the end of the tunnel? Like, where's that light that I can just look at it and say, oh, I've made it. And so many people relate to this idea. You're involved in a bad business deal. You're involved in, 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 in audit. You're involved in something that's happening in your life that's challenging 
and you just can't wait for it to end. When will it be over that I can just go, ah, it's over. Baruch Hashem, it's over. And to a very large degree, there's a concept that I believe to be so true that very few people internalize. And that is that within the challenges that we have in our lives, almost all of them, if you really think about it, are external challenges. Most things that happen in our lives, these are challenges that are, that are difficult, they're challenging, but they're external. Think about a baby who's up the whole night. The baby has the strep or the flu or colicky or just not feeling well. So you have parents, they're walking around at night. Sha, 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 sha. After like three, four hours, you're like, sha, 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 sha. After like seven hours, you're like crying yourself. You're like, please just stop crying already. Like, it's so challenging. You go through night after night after night. And what happens to you? You're like, I, I can't wait for this to be over. I had one time somebody I know who was in the hospital for 10 days, 10 days with a baby. It's like, oh my gosh, day after day. When can we go home? Oh my goodness, we have to stay here for Shabbos. What are we going to do about food? And what about work? I can't work like this. I'm in quarantine. It's so challenging. But that challenge, as difficult as it is, is generally an external challenge. Marriage, of all challenges that we have, is the most internal challenge. You have a spouse that is challenging you for who you are, for what you think, for what you feel. Your spouse says to you, how did you think that? You're like, what do you mean, how did I think that? That's what I thought. Like, how did you feel that way? What do you mean, how did I feel that way? That's, that's what I felt. Part of the development of marriage is the idea of It's not good for you to be alone. When you're alone, you're right. You're always right because there's nobody challenging you. A spouse challenges you in a good way in the sense that they help you develop your emotions, your thought processes, who you are as a person. They help you take those things to another level. And if, if you're smart about it, if you're mature about it, and you're not abusing your spouse, you're literally able to develop the other person into such a better person than they were before. We all know the very famous Gemara of Rabbi Akiva. Right? Rabbi Akiva comes after 24 years with 24,000 Talmidim and he says to them, everybody move aside, Shali v'shalachem shalahi. Everything I have is my wife. Right? Everything we have is all due to my wife. And most people understand the classic understanding of this is yeah, it's, it's all my wife. She supported me. We went out to learn for 24 years. I was able to learn and build up all these 24,000 Talmidim. But it's so much more than that. It's the idea that before Rachel, Aishas Rabbi Akiva, discovered him, he did not know anything. She, she saw a spark within her husband, and that's what led him to become Rabbi Akiva, the greatest man in his generation and for many generations. Because she saw something, and she was able to bring it out. She was able to, to tap into his inner kaychas, his inner potential, and bring it out. And I believe that that's really the depth of his message. It's not just that she supported me. She made me. She developed me. She helped me come out of who I was. 
She saw the potential in me like a firecracker just exploded with all of this potential to become the person who I am today. And that's in a successful marriage. It's an internal challenge. But the challenge is a good challenge. It's a developmental challenge. It's a challenge that helps you take your life from one level and to increase it, to maximize it, to go to another level. But it only happens when there's enough respect within the relationship and people are not fighting in order to change the person, but rather they're doing it within a healthy framework in order to allow themselves and their spouses to develop. And that's the first idea. You appreciate the idea that your wife is connected. She's opposite you. What does it mean she's opposite you? It means she's helping you. She's giving you an alternative viewpoint on life. And when you're able to appreciate that, then all of a sudden she's not fighting with you. She's actually giving you more options. She's helping you become a bigger person and a better person. And that, that's, I think, the first idea. But then there's an idea which is even higher than this and even deeper than this. And, and honestly, since this idea was sort of formulated and put down and, and, and laid out, it, 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 it's like, it's like been hard to sleep, like just been thinking about how deep and important this idea is. We are not put into this world to eat jelly beans and lollipops. If that were the case, then jelly beans and lollipops would just grow on trees. If, if we were put here because this was a playground, then we would have swings growing on trees. We're not in this world because it's the ultimate playground. We're put into this world because this world is the ultimate self-development obstacle course. Every challenge that you face within your life is the opportunity for you to tap deep down within yourself and to bring out the biggest potential that you have to offer yourself within developing yourself and taking your whole life to the next level. That is, that is the most mind-boggling idea. Because we're always focused on trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But we shouldn't be. We should be appreciating the tunnel. We should be appreciating the roller coaster of life. We should be appreciating the good times, but in a certain sense, even more appreciating those challenging times. Because those challenging times allow you to delve deep, to work on yourself in a way that is almost impossible if you don't have that challenge. That challenge is what brings out the deepest most inner potential that it is almost impossible to tap into unless you are faced with a tremendous challenge. And if you're faced with that challenge and you have the maturity to appreciate that, your davening becomes unreal. Your relationship with the Rabbi Neshalelam becomes unreal. It's thank you for challenging me Thank you for putting this obstacle in my way. Not because at the end of the tunnel is the result that I want, but because the tunnel itself is the development that I need for myself to fulfill my purpose in this world. If that is not the most insane, deep, 
it, it's, it's such a liberating idea. It's not, we have to stop looking for that gold at the end of the tunnel. We have to embrace the tunnel. We have to embrace the challenge itself. There's, there's a concept that we always say, we say it a few times a day, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikinu Hashem Achad. And Chazal say, what does Achad mean? Achad means Hashem is one. Of course, He's one. But the Echad is, Hashem, you're one, meaning your good is good, and your challenges are good. Your Echad, you're always one, it's all good. Sometimes I perceive it as bad. And with this idea, we can understand it so well. Thank you for the challenge. I appreciate that. Of course, I want the end of the tunnel to be so sweet. But you know what? I appreciate the tunnel itself. So many people, when we go through challenges, we sort of like, we live with our eyes in the rearview mirror. And we sort of like tell ourselves, this is what my life is. This is what my, this is, this is what it is. My marriage is not changing. Um, it's very difficult to get my spouse on board. This is my issue with my business. This is my issue with my kids. It is what it is. I, I just don't see where to go. I don't see that proverbial life at the end of the tunnel. I just don't see it there. I don't, I don't feel it. It's not tangible. But with this idea, we can understand that if your life is a book that's this thick, wherever you're holding in the book, you're not holding at the last page. You're like a third of the way in, half of the way in at max. Even if you're closer to the end, that last page, those last few pages are blank. You get to write what's on that page. And if you're smart, you write whatever you want on that page. And if you're really smart, you're going to say thank you for the challenge because the challenge made me into a new person. When I started out as an accountant, so... I had to go through an IRS audit for one of my clients. And it was so challenging. And there were so many issues that came up time and time again, and another issue. And we were sort of like going back and forth with the agent. And we were really like hours and hours that were going into this one audit. And in the beginning of the audit, we basically told the client what we thought the audit was going to cost. And all the way at the end, we said to the client, listen, you know, it took a lot more time than, it, than we thought it was going to. This was very difficult. We're not going to, we're not going to change the fee on you. We made up a fee. We'll keep the fee. It's okay. And we made our calculation and we realized that in terms of money, it was, it was really not worth it. Meaning, okay, we made money. You got paid for your time. But in terms of what we normally would bill per hour, it really wasn't there. We had Rachmanus on this client. We were nice to him. We have a great relationship with him. We didn't charge him more than what we made up originally. But one thing we learned was that the experience that we had during that audit, the experience that we learned, was invaluable. It is, it is priceless. To the point where almost every single audit that I've handled after this, the, the, the auditors come in and it, they're almost on the defensive. It, it gives a certain confidence of like, oh, I've been through the ringer on this one. This little audit, this is nothing. I could handle this, this in my sleep. How much is that worth? If the whole time your focus is on, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? But you're not focused on the tunnel. You're not focused on the challenge. You're not learning and growing and developing from that challenge. Then the whole thing is for waste. 
But if you could appreciate and turn around and say, Hashem, thank you so much. This challenge was a challenge. But look at what I was able to overcome in my life. Look at what I was able to develop within my life. And like this person, he shifted his gear from where's the light at the end of the tunnel and rather said, thank you for the tunnel because the tunnel made me who I am. It made me a bigger person and a better person. And ironically, who does he have to thank for that? His wife. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.